You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. Well, guess what, everybody? I've got a really weird guest for you today, and you're looking at her. It's me. All right, we're going to do this. I've got a new book coming out, and so this episode is going to air shortly before my new book, Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, comes out. And so what I'm going to do, um, we will be obviously offering this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other outlets that you can hear the show. But of course, also we have YouTube viewers watching the show right now. So this is going to be part one of a two-part podcast on the new book. But because this first part is going to air before the new book comes out, we're really going to talk about the background of how I came up with this thinking about spontaneous past life memories. I'm going to show you some really interesting pictures and we'll just talk about this whole phenomenon. And then I have been, you know, getting letters from some of you. You want more guided journeys from me. So we're going to take a short guided journey here in this episode as well. And we're going to have fun. So I'm going to show you some slides And I wanted to tell you that because if you're listening to this on Apple or other outlets, you may want to come on over and check out my YouTube channel, which is called Past Life Lady. You can just go to YouTube. You can put in Past Life Lady into the search bar and it'll bring me up. Um, And I also have a new YouTube address. I'll show that at the very end of the video and I'll read all of these things out for those of you who are listening to the show today. So anyway, I am super excited that my book's going to be coming out soon. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, um, I'm going to go share my screen and then we're going to look at some slides together for those of you who are watching the program. All right. So let's get this party started. Allow me to click a button and see, well, of course it's not doing what I want. Why does it do that? I don't know. All right, here we go. It takes me a minute sometimes. You know, I've been doing this now since this pandemic began, but it's still a work in progress, kids. Okay, so here we go. All right, so now I'm going to stretch this out 
so that hopefully you can see my slides. All right, and I am now, this is, I'm mainly talking kids for all of those who are watching this uh, on YouTube. They're seeing this strangeness while I get this going. All right, so here we are at the beginning of our little program today. So um, here's my new book, Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. And my friend George Nori from Coast to Coast AM has given me a shout out on this book. And I'll remind you again later, but I will be on Coast to Coast AM on the December 8th, which is on a Wednesday. That's when this book actually comes out. So that those of you who are pre-ordering the book, um, you will be getting that downloaded into your inboxes on the 8th. And I will be on Coast to Coast that evening. So I am looking forward to that. And the other thing I'm really looking forward to about this book, um, it's really bringing together a lot of the different modalities that I've been doing for the last 20 plus years now in one place, because I was doing a lot of gem and mineral healing in the early part of my career. I wrote some books, they became very popular. And I know some people would like me to get back to that. I understand that. I did do some um, gem and mineral healing classes in my online school. If you go to healingarts.thinkific.com, you will see there's lots and lots of gem healing courses that I created for you. But then also my other love, and when I first got into this business, I really wanted to do past life regressions, but a lot of people were doing them. And then, you know, basically I, I do create a lot of content based on feedback from readers and viewers, et cetera. And so for a long time, everybody wanted me to talk about the gems and minerals, and then that started to shift. And so I started shifting my energy really into where I always wanted it to be, which was into the realm of past life regression. But back in 2002, when Brian Weiss endorsed my first book on past life regression, which is called Lifestream, Journeys into Past and Future Lives, one of the reasons why is because I was at that point, one of the first people, if not the first person who ever said, we have to address you know, past lives on a verbal level, like we need to talk about them, but we also need to acknowledge the fact that there is an energetic aspect to you and that every memory of everything you've ever done, whether it was last week or a thousand years ago, is having an energetic component to it that could be stuck in your energetic field. And so sometimes we're really being affected by things that happened to us long ago, and we need to combine the idea of healing and shifting vibrational frequencies with the past life regression. And then that way we can really get a full healing and a full transformation from some of the things that we're trying to do. And so um, this book really will, for the first time, I guess you would think like I would get it that how these things are connected, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it, maybe not as much in this first part of this series, but we're definitely going to talk about how gems and minerals should be a part of past life therapy and how they can play into this idea of spontaneous past life memories. And this book, Glass from the Past, is the first place where I've really gotten to finally delve in to some of the thinking that I've been having on the reason why you know, as we we're, we're going to get into this, so I don't want to spoil the surprise, but they are related believe it or not. And I can explain to you why, even though it took me, I guess, several years <laughs> to figure it out. So it's a journey, kids, apparently not a destination. That's what I've been told. So 
here we are in 2021. It's very exciting. All right. So what we're going to do again, this is part one of at least a two-part series on supretravi, spontaneous past life memories. I don't want to spoil all the surprises until the book's actually available and out. So we're going to go back in the past a little bit, you and I. Oops, my finger is going crazy. Um, we're going to start out with the first books in the series that I created a few years ago. And so I had three books where I was first starting to dip my big toe into this idea that maybe we are being influenced from the past. And we're going to talk about each one of these as I share some stories and some really strange um, case histories, photographs, things that happened to me, and just some thinking that I wanted to run by you here today. So the first book in the series was called Reincarnation Recollections, Geographically Induced Past Life Memories, meaning I went somewhere and now suddenly I remember who I used to be. And then I wrote the second book in the series, Familiar Places, where I'm just talking about a few of my favorite places where I really felt like I definitely had lived a few lifetimes in a, a few of these places I discuss in this book. And then I finally wrote about supertrophy. This is when I was first branching out and starting to collect case histories from the people who had had these experiences. And this is the first place where I compiled them. And so I am going to be sharing some of those case studies from these early books. And again, as we move into part two of our series, I will be telling you some of the new ones that are coming up in the new book, Blast from the Past. And so my main question that I have been asking when these things started to really come into full form was, wait a minute, what if you don't need a hypnotic past life regression to recall your past lives? What if you're recalling them through other means besides coming to someone like me or reading my books and taking these guided journeys? What if you could just know your past lives? And so that is what we're gonna be talking about today. All right, so here it is. Um, this is the first book that came out. It's called Reincarnation Recollections, Geographically Induced Past Life Memories. These books came out um, maybe in 2014 or 2015. I put them out. I, I When I, I self-publish these through my own company, Out of This World Publishing, I write really short books when I'm doing them myself. So you can just kind of gobble these up and just read them real, real quickly. So the first thinking happened because I had had a really profound experience after I went to Key West, Florida. I became really, really ill. We're going to talk about that here in a minute when I show you some pictures. And I ended up having a very transformational past life regression of my own that changed my thinking about past life regression so dramatically that I thought I need to tell somebody about this. I'm going to have to write a book. So this is basically my personal story about a weird thing that happened. And we're going to look at it here in a minute. I'm going to talk about it with some pictures. Second, but wait, there's more. Um, I really have had this burning desire to travel that I do a lot of. I don't do as much of it as I used to. Obviously, the last couple of years, we haven't been able to go anywhere 
which has actually been kind of good for me. Um, I have been able to sit still and do some reflecting. Um, I've, I've had some really weird experiences of just saying, I, I think I want to go to Peru. And then next week, I just go get a plane ticket and I go over there. Egypt, I did the same thing right at the last minute. I was invited to India to speak at a conference. And then I went back there on a business trip. I went to Nepal, just spur of the moment. And then I went on a Russian river cruise as well. And so in these, these places here, the ones that I'm mentioning in familiar places are places among many that I absolutely love and cherish. And when I went there, I had some very, very profound experiences that made me think that there's no coincidences that I went there at that time. Um, I connected with the land and that my soul must be drawn back as I believe all of us are. We want to return either to the places where we've been in a past life or, you know, as I get older, um, I'm realizing traveling is not what it used to be. It's not even then. I mean, I've had a lot of really harrowing adventures trying to get around some of the places where I've been through the years. And so I don't really necessarily recommend that we all have to go traveling around. We could even just be going next door, you know, going to the town down the street and we could have one of these kinds of interesting experiences. We can love all kinds of places. They, they can be right in our own neighborhood. And that is just as powerful because again, I feel like if we're living in certain places or let's say within our city, let's say there's certain little pockets of energy, you know, that just feel good to you. You want to go there. There's whether that's from a past life influence or not, or whether there's just a helpful vibration there. I feel like we need to start paying better attention to where those places are that we love. And we need to start engaging more in those places, as opposed to some of the places that might be giving us what I like to call unwanted influences. But this book is about places that I love and some of the weird um, synchronicities that again, like I said, these synchronicities happen to you also, maybe in different places, you know, um, it doesn't have to be in some weird exotic location to be meaningful. Believe me, I know for sure it does not. And wait, there's more. Okay, so in the final book in the first three book series. Um, this is where I started saying, wait a minute, this isn't just traveling. This isn't just loving where I'm going. This is externally induced. This could happen through a variety of means. And so we're going to go over what those means are here in a minute. That we are, you know, being triggered by traveling or artifacts or objects. And then as glass from the past starts to come on board, I expand my thinking on that as well. Something's coming in from the outside, it's hitting us, we're reacting. We're either jumping for joy or we're going to run kicking and screaming down the street. And so because we're doing that, all I'm saying is let's start bringing some more conscious awareness into our experience so that we can have a profound shift and experience more peace and more harmony in our daily life. That's what we want, right? Of course it is, yes. Okay, awesome. All right, so let's go over this. So I made up this word <laughs> called supratrovi. It took me a long time to come up with this word. I did research into like Latin root words, you know, what they mean. 
And so supretrovi is really a supernatural retro meaning past and v is a word that means life so this supernatural past life input it's coming in through means that what i would call supernatural meaning that i didn't make this happen um i'm just kind of hanging out over here i'm trying to mind my own business and now all of a sudden i'm being slammed with this input that i don't even understand so that's what i mean it's kind of a supernatural thing these are happening, as mentioned, geographically induced. I go to Peru. We're going to see some pictures here in a minute. And I go, what is up? I know that I've been here before. This is crazy. And then, of course, um, one of the really weird ones, and I'm going to show you some pictures, artifacts and objects. And again, we don't have to be in the museum, but you know when you're in a museum, especially we're going to talk about people who went to see some of these traveling expedition expeditions expositions i don't know you know what i mean when the museum let's say the museum of cairo brings king tut's stuff to the united states if you had a chance to go see those artifacts you know again you don't have to travel outside of your own city to go have experiences with the energies from all over the world that's one of the advantages of why we're so lucky to be living in these modern times, because you have access to everything in the world and you don't even have to leave your hometown to do it. And so what happens is people can get around these artifacts from museums and have very profound experiences that can be, again, we're talking about, woohoo, I love it, or OMG, I want to get the heck out of here, you know, and everything in between. But definitely a hit of a feeling like, wow, something just happened and I don't understand it. It's weird. And a lot of times we want to push this out of our minds. The other thing is, though, again, do we need to be around the museum artifacts? Note, another really weird place you can go is into like an antique store. It could be any object, really. Um, but like if you go in an antique store, that's another example, right? You've got people. They have treasures. They've brought them into the store. They're all sitting there. Some of them usually are hundreds of years old, more than thousands. You know, the artifacts are obviously older, but, you know, there's a lot of really old, interesting stuff. If you go through the antique mall or whatever, if that's one of your hobbies, when you touch that, this is one of the things that gets into some of the topics that will be in the new book that are not in these first three books, talking about like psychometry, how I pick psychic impressions up off of the items that I'm touching and things like that. And, and again, are those good feelings that I'm enjoying or are they really horrible feelings that I need to do a cleansing on? And so again, we're just trying to bring awareness to ourselves and to our surroundings so that we can be peaceful. And so in the new book, that I did not get into previously, I was talking about, of course, gems and stones. So there's a whole section of people and who have connected with gems and stones and maybe then had little movies running in their mind about either where that stone was from or how they interacted with something similar in a past life. Because when you think about gems and stones, why they are so powerful I mean, because God put them in the earth, they have different vibrational frequencies. We can lay the stone on and it begins to react with our own energy and it shifts our energy. But the other piece to that is 
you know, the reason I think we're really attracted to the gems, you know, you have a piece of Larimar, you have a certain crystal, one's from Brazil, but one's from, you know, Arkansas, but they have totally different energy to them because of the places on the earth where they were coming from. And when you connect with that, you connect with the stone, you're actually energetically then without, again, leaving your own town, leaving your own home, you can hold that stone and you can go holographically and energetically connect with the different places around the world where these stones are coming from. And just by doing that, by interacting on a physical level with different things from different parts of the world, it starts to shift your energy. It may bring up a memory. It may bring up a feeling. It may um, bring you a healing or it might kind of repulse you at first until whatever that hidden influence, what, what I call unwanted influences start to come up and you're having to say, wait a minute, I think there's some healing I need to do because I'm having an issue and all I did was pick up a rock because that's happened to people I know. And so it's just, again, bringing that awareness. And then, of course, I don't know if this has happened to you, but it has happened to me. When you meet people, you look into their eyes, right? And there's just some people, you just like them. You just, you don't know why, you just, bam, you're just connected. Or you just have this weird feeling. I feel like I know that person. Or, man, you and I are just on the same page. This is totally awesome. Or you meet other people and you look at them. And you go, oh my gosh, you know, stay away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. And then you're thinking, why would that be happening? You don't even know them. You don't, you've never even encountered them before, but you have that feeling, you know, those intuitive hits. We all get this intuitive input, I think, that's coming to us all the time. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of my students and people I hear from readers they really want a lot of advice about how am I supposed to become more intuitive? We are intuitive. But as we talk about this here today, I'm going to talk about the fact that I think we have trained ourselves, unfortunately, to ignore these intuitive hits that we're being given. And so we just throw it out the window without even giving ourselves the opportunity to acknowledge and say, wait a minute, what if this really is coming from somewhere uh, of a more spiritual or again, supernatural place that I need to pay attention to it. And so we will talk about that as well. All right. So are you ready to look at some other stuff? Okay, let's do this. Again, those who are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others, um, if you want to look at this, you're going to have to come over and check out my YouTube channel and please subscribe. Please subscribe. I would be so grateful. All right, so here's how does the supererectory though happen? I mean, what am I actually talking about? In these case studies, in both all of the books that I've written on this now, um, I call it an ab reaction, like an abnormal reaction. Somebody feels sick, they're kind of dizzy, they feel nauseous, they're having what they think is a panic attack, like, ah, or, you know, just any, or they might just be like, Oh, I love you. This is so wonderful. And suddenly they're just having this feeling of love or joy, but like really, really um, over the top stuff, you know. Other times, though, I have case histories of people who are standing somewhere, they're looking at around at modern buildings or modern surroundings, and all of a sudden it just fades right in front of their inner mind. And all of a sudden, there's either no buildings there all of a sudden, or the ones that are there are all from 
maybe hundreds or thousands of years ago. And then they're just, and again, I'm not saying this is going to happen for more than a split second. It just goes like kind of like something flashes in front of their eyes and then bam, they're back and they're going, what the heck just happened here? That was crazy. And then they're like, what was that? And um, then again, most people don't understand it. They think, okay, that was weird. Let me just go lay down. Let me go take a nap. Let me go have a drink. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or maybe I'm not. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's just, you just have a weird feeling, right? Has that happened to you? Think about it. Think about it. You may not even remember yet, but just think about whether or not that's happened to you. And so it's happened to me. And I'm going to share some more about that in a minute. Um, I have definitely heard from tons of people who have had these experiences. And so this is how this can, this can happen. This is externally induced things hitting us. We don't understand them. And I think it may have happened to you. It's happened to me. All right. So, but wait a minute. What about deja vu? That strange feeling, that French word that means already seen. And so I have my own internal um, definition and inner concept about what deja vu is. To me, deja vu means that you and I, let's say you and I go out for a cup of coffee and we're sitting down and I just sit down. You've already got your coffee. I sit down, I look at you and then I just go, whoa, I feel like we've had this conversation before. And you go, wow, that's weird. I do too. But usually in my experience, because I've had that happen. And I, again, I'm sure you've had this happen too. When these things are happening, let's say you and I are in the coffee shop we're both saying, wait a minute, I, th I think I had that happen. I did too. And it's always something that has to do with something that's happening in our current life, right? We're in a modern coffee shop. We're having a modern conversation. Or maybe I start to talk about, you know, where I went to dinner last night and you go, that's weird. I felt like we already talked about this before. Like maybe the subject matter itself is familiar, but the subject matter is usually from the current life. Or the visual stimulus, aka in this case, this example, I'm talking about a coffee shop. The coffee shop is a modern one. It's we, we didn't travel anywhere into past times. And so it's almost like we've we've had a replay, like somebody pushed the rewind button or something on something that we've done in this current life. We've seen this exact scene before. So supretrivy would be different because. What's happening is I went to a town, let's say, and now I'm looking at stuff that is not modern. It's old timey stuff or the things that are standing there, the buildings are gone now because there were, there were not, maybe there were not buildings there at this time that I just flashed back to. It is nothing that they have ever seen before. It is not a deja vu because deja vu means already seen, right? Supretrovi means I've never seen this stuff before. And yet it's hitting me in the head and it's demanding my attention and it's coming from the supernatural, let's say, realm. Nee, 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 nee. All right. But wait, there's more. Plato, who I'm sure you've heard of, um, described something he called anamnesis, which was also discussed by the famous Carl Jung. So why is this supretrovy phenomenon different from anamnesis. Anamnesis 
was where Plato realized that, believe it or not, you as a soul, me as a soul, all of us, at the deepest levels of ourselves, we already know who we are. And that let that sink in for a minute. You already know who you are, right? And yet we're so filled with self-doubt, right? Sometimes we don't realize that we know who we are. But a good example of this would be, um, let's say I, I talk to clients all the time. They go, well, yeah, I, I know I had a past life in England or, you know, I know I was a firefighter in a past life or, you know, they say things like this, right? Well, I know I was this. I know I was that. I know I lived such and such a place. Or I know I must have known my husband in the past or whatever. There's a million different examples of this. Like there was no intervention. There was no examples. There was no reason. And yet through their own inner knowing at the deepest level, without even having to think about it, it just kind of spits up. And let's say, (laughs) maybe it doesn't spit up. That doesn't sound very good. But let's just say it's just bubbling up from the deepest part of the soul. You know, when we're not trying to judge ourselves, when we're not trying to edit ourselves, this just comes out and goes, oh, wow, okay, awesome. And so we know these things. It is very common. If you really think about yourself, just take a minute now and think about yourself. What do you know about yourself? Do you, are there any places around the world that you think you have lived in before? And if so, what were they? Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Are there any people who you go, oh yeah, we've been around the block before. Or, oh yes, they're so wonderful. We've been around the block. And it was so wonderful. You know, again, we're we're kind of loving or hating, right? There's these two extremes. It's very interesting. Um, so again, I want to reiterate. So anamnesis means I already know it. Um, supretrovy, let's say, is different. Again, I'm sitting here in a coffee shop or I'm walking around the street and all of a sudden, doing something just hit me in the head or I picked up a gemstone and now suddenly I'm having this vision, um, which did happen to me of like dolphins in Atlantis and stuff that happened to me many years ago. And you're going, where the heck did that come from? That was crazy. So we're going to, and on this slide, I'm talking for those who are watching the show, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you in a minute what happened to me in Peru. But there's little movies that can play in people's heads that are showing them things that happen to them. And again, these are coming in from the outside. Whereas when we think of anamnesis, that's a soul knowing, my soul inside myself. This thought, I lived in England, which I did, is bubbling up from within. But supretrovia is I'm seeing something and now it's coming in on me rather than the other way around. And that is why this is different but they are both very unique and amazing phenomenon to think about. And again, it's just part of the fact that we know more about ourselves than we often give ourselves credit for. All right, so let's have some fun. So these are gonna be some case histories and thoughts from the first books in the series, because again, I don't wanna spoil the surprise about what's coming up in Blast from the Past. But here is, um, for those watching, we're going to talk about the port of Key West, Florida. And I've got a photograph here of the port. I was a travel agent. I owned a travel franchise 
which was quite an adventure, uh, I have to say, back again, right around the same time period, around 2013, 14, and 15-ish time frame. And this was a cruise business, so I did a lot of cruising. I used to think cruising was silly, and then I started realizing that I want to go to so many places. It's just a really easy way to get to a lot of places in a very short period of time. And so all these cruises, again, you're going to several ports of call. I went to Key West, Florida. As you can see, for those who are watching this, this is gorgeous. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous um, buildings with this really beautiful architecture. And it's got really theoretically um, beautiful brick streets and kind of good vibes when you really think about it. So again, those who are watching this, you see the dock down here and the ship is kind of parked where you can't see it because this is a photograph I took from the ship. You have to come here, you have to walk down this long concrete sidewalk and you have to go down through these buildings and back, back right around here. So I'm walking through this area and there's a, again, those who are watching, those who are listening, I'm going to try to ver uh, verbally explain this. There's a big there's some beautiful, um, what looks like condos and, and down underneath here, you can't really see it, but these are little tourist shops down on this promenade on the water. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So they're selling t-shirts and stuff. And I, I think people probably live up, the, up on top of these because they're multi-tiered structures. Very gorgeous, awesome vibes. You're over there buying t-shirts and seashells or whatever it is you're doing. So you have to kind of come down here and go back behind these buildings to get onto the rest of the island. And so I was coming down here, down this promenade, and then back behind this building, right, right over, I'm gonna, I'm pointing to it here on the screen for those watching, back there somewhere, um, all of a sudden I was hit with a very messed up feeling. I just started going, ah, oh, just doubling over. I've got water coming out my eyes physically, like my eyes were watering. And I was feeling nauseous, like I was going to be sick. Um, and I was with my brother. We, I don't want to spoil anyone's fun. So yes, I continued around for the next few hours in great pain and discomfort. If you go back behind these buildings and you start walking, there's the southernmost tip of the United States is back there, which is really interesting. It's just kind of cool to go over there and go, hey, what's up? This is the southernmost tip of the United States. And you can pass by Ernest Hemingway's house. I wanted to go in, but I was too sick to even go in. It was horrible. So I, I just snapped a picture over the wall. I said, okay, let's just try to hurry. Let's get to the southernmost tip. Let's go have a margarita, see if that'll help. <laughs> because Jimmy Buffett has a lot of places in Key West, as I'm sure all of you parrot heads know. It is a, like I said, it's a beautiful place. There's no reason why somebody shouldn't be having a great time here. By the time we got down to that southernmost tip, though, I was feeling so disgustingly sick. I started thinking, you know, this was in December because a lot of these cruises are, are at that time of year because it's not too hot there. But I thought, wow, you know, there must be like some wind, some prevailing wind and maybe algae that must be hitting this area. I didn't know. Like it was really weird. And I started feeling horrible. So bottom line is I staggered through the whole thing, had my margarita that I have to say that did help a little bit, came back, got up on the ship. What was weird is that the minute I got back onto that ship, I felt instantly better. 
it was the weirdest thing that I have ever experienced in my life. It was almost like just taking my foot off of that land. I was like, what just happened? Why are my eyes not watering anymore? Why am I not sneezing anymore? And I thought, well, I am inside. And so it started making me think, well, it's probably allergens. And so later that night, I'm in the dining room and the ship's going to pull away from Key West. Once we got out away from the actual land to a certain degree, it was just like, like a cord had been cut. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. I feel better. Like I'm, there's nothing wrong with me now, all of a sudden. So why is that? That is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. So it caused me, believe it or not, to start thinking this place must be cursed. Maybe there's bad juju here. And I literally did what I talk that about to a lot of my clients, you know, they make vows like, I will never love again, or I will always do this, or I will never do that. And we really want to try to avoid making vows. But I actually said, look, I'm never going back to this place ever again, ever. And so what happened was, um, you know how the universe works? So that very next week, I go home. And again, I'm in the cruise business. So I have some friends calling, hey, guess what? We're going to go on a cruise in about a, oh, two weeks, I think it was. And I said, all right, cool. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, I'm in, man. I want to go all the time. I'm ready. All right, great. Well, where are we going? Well, we're going here, 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 and to Key West. And I was like, OMG, are you serious? I am not going there. I have vowed to never go there again. But I have this thing. I just don't want to miss out. And so I was thinking, wait a minute. You know, you would think that I would think after being in the past life work for 20 years that I would start to think, wait a minute, maybe I should get one of my students to give me a regression. Well, that didn't really occur to me at first, but as I started to think about missing out on all the other awesomeness of this trip that we were going to be going on, I thought, I think it is time for me to test this. Could I have a past life regression? And could I then see if there's something there that needs to be healed so that I could rectify any feelings about thinking that this place is cursed so I could then go there? And so I did, I had my student regress me and I went back to my life where I was a pirate and basically I was um, annoying everyone on the ship and they threw me overboard after making me walk the plank and I swam to shore and right over in this picture where I showed y'all earlier, right back here, there's an alley back there behind a building. I'll, I'll tell that part in a minute, but I, I didn't. That's what's there in modern times. But in the past life regression, um, I just saw sand and I saw that I just staggered up there and I just went, you know, and I died there. And so we cut cords, which we're going to do here in a minute. I'm going to show you how to do it. We did some healing and then I went to Key West and then I did the same thing. I got off the ship. I went, la, 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 la. I walked down here and then I walked right back over here which was exactly the place where I first started feeling sick the first time I was there. And I was able to then walk closer to the place, which was in this alley between these two buildings, very close to the place where I feel like I actually had taken my final breath. And then I just did some cord cutting, which is going to be our exercise today, kind of blessing it, releasing it. And then I started going, okay, I, I'm just going to stand here and just be with it while my frequency kind of allows myself to be in this energy 
Because when we're panicking, we're running away from things. We have to stop doing that. We have to relax into some things. So I relaxed into it. And then I was able to kind of move through that so that I could move around. And I stepped away from it. And I said, I think I'm okay. So I went down to Ernest Hemingway's house. I went all over to the Southern Tip, went back, ate, walked around, did some shopping, actually enjoyed myself, got back on the ship. And then I ended up developing, you know, a real love for this place because I had to really work at it. But then it made me ask the question that kind of got this whole party started is, wait a minute, if I could have a regression that's as effective as this is for this issue, surely this must be happening to other people because I have had so many different experiences, which we're going to get into, of either really great vibes or really annoying vibes that you know, it's a shame to think that if I had just vowed to never go back to Key West, then I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it there. And it's a really cool place. So I'm just asking the question, could we make our lives more enjoyable by just bringing more conscious awareness into how we're feeling in different places where we go? So let's take a look at something else. So then, okay, I put this in here, I forgot this slide for those who are watching. Um, I'm asking the question, why would I do a regression after the fact? Like I'm asking and, and stating the fact that the past life regression then becomes not the tool for remembering who I was, but the tool for healing things from the past that need to be healed. So therefore I know in this case, again, you would think I would be more aware, but again, these things are so subconscious, you know what I mean? That we're trying to just get through the day. So even I don't always notice them. Something has happened. It's giving you an unpleasant sensation. And even for me, that's sometimes hard to think, oh, well, maybe there's a past life problem here. But once I start bringing that awareness to it, then I'm saying, okay, great. So in this case, I needed to go remember that I had been in peak in this thing that we now call Key West. It was not called Key West when I landed there the first time, but that there was some familiarity there. And so the regression is more of an after the fact tool to heal because I didn't know what was causing these problems. And again, if I hadn't been motivated by just wanting to have a good time and going on a cruise, uh, I probably wouldn't have even looked into it myself, you know? And so once these memories come up based on my own personal experience, I believe that many times these things can be resolved. So um, I like this saying, this is an old saying, kids, for those who are not, um, you know, didn't grow up in the 70s, let's say, I put my money where my mouth is, you know, do I actually believe in past life regressions or don't I? Do they really work or don't they? I know that they've worked on things and problems that I've had in the deep past when I was really doing a lot of my personal growth and healing. But I haven't really, you know, I hadn't had a lot of things that I needed to really look into on that level. So yes, I'm finding out that yes, past life regression does work. It does work for these kinds of things. And I believe that it can help people. Same as I always believed, but just now even more so than ever before. So here's the one I mentioned earlier about Peru. We're going to take a look at. I've never, I haven't gotten to show these slides um, in years. So cool. Um, so I went again, very last minute. I was hanging out in a coffee shop with a friend 
And I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to go to Peru. So the next week I hopped a plane and I went to Peru, went all over the place. I went to Cusco, Machu Picchu. I went out to Lake Titicaca by the Bolivian border. And right towards the end, I was coming back to Lima, Peru, where there is a phenomenal Cathedral de San Francisco there. This is where the actual um, relics, the bones of St. Francisco are in the um, catacomb in this monastery there. This is a Benedictine monastery where people took the vow of silence. So right before I left it on the trip, I ended up getting this hideous case of bronchitis. I could not even speak. And for those who know me, you know how much I love to talk. <laughs> so I couldn't speak the whole time I was there. I had never experienced silence like that before in this current lifetime ever. And I remember walking through these corridors, which I've got pictures of that on the front cover of the book. That's what that, uh, we'll, we'll look at the cover again here in a minute, but um, just, I, I had this sensation just walking through those corridors of familiarity, you know, by this time I was more into past lives. So I was, I was starting to become much more aware that these are influences coming in from other times. But what specifically happened, um, this biblioteca, this is the library. So when you walk down these, these exterior corridors, these kind of tiled walls, this serene setting, and then you climb up this big staircase and you walk into this door where you see this library. And so, you know, here's these big books. And friends on, uh, on Apple, you need to come over to YouTube and check this out because this is a really cool picture. This is a picture of a postcard basically that I bought that shows you what it looks like on the inside. So the door is over here on the right. So the staircase is out here in the hall. So I walked in here and I stood right here. And I just, again, I started feeling that dizzy weirdness. I went back out here by the stairs and I just, I was gripping and I was just like, I feel like I'm going to faint. And so I went outside and in a later regression, I had this epiphany that I had been one of the um, monks in this monastery. And I feel like I was in the library and somehow I was poisoned. So um, that's kind of what happened. So it was very weird and it did happen, I think. So then the other thing that happened was you go down underneath the monastery and you walk down into these catacombs where you can see these little skulls and tibia bones down in these wells. And so you have to walk through this long corridor and right up ahead, there were these little jail cell looking things and something hit me in the head. And I said, oh my God, I lived in that cell. My body was in there. I had been buried in there. And I, I remembered a long line of friars. I kind of saw, again, it was this, the people in front of me in the tour group, they were gone. And I was kind of seeing myself as part of a long line of monks walking through that corridor, carrying bodies and putting them into those cells. But it then occurred to me that at some point they put me in the one right in front of it. So I was able to go right up to it and kind of kind of be in that energy, which is what I'm talking about. It gives you a flavor of experiencing yourself at a level that you have never experienced yourself before. So think about that one. And when we come back, 
we will continue taking a look at more freaky stories and I'll take you on a short guided journey when we come back to Healing Arts Podcast. We'll be right back. Did you know that scientists now say that up to 50% of your personality is carried over through your DNA? I know, right? It's shocking, but apparently it's true. And that's the reason why you will love my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. Through the book, you can take guided journeys into the past and discover places where your ancestors need healing, You can send loving kindness, grace, and healing light to your ancestors and experience the ripple effects as that wonderful energy travels through time and affects all people in your family tree. So check out my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life from Llewellyn Worldwide. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. You can visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Welcome back to Healing Arts. All right, so we're going to do this. Are you ready? So I'm going to show you, we've been talking about this idea of I'm minding my own business and now something unpleasant has happened. So what am I going to do about it? So this is so easy. We're just going to do a quick cord cutting that you can use all the time. And as we go through the series, I'm going to share some of the exercises that are in the book Blast from the Past, which are many. But the thing I think would help you the most right now is we're going to just learn how to do a quick cord cutting between you and any unwanted influence in your life. All right. So go ahead and settle into a comfortable space and close your eyes. And take a deep healing breath in through your nose. We're breathing in peace and joy and light and exhaling tension and taking another deep breath in through your nose and exhaling. And I want you to imagine that there's a beam of pure white light coming down through the top of your head. And you're feeling that light moving down, 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 down into your forehead, into your eyes, your nose, your jaw. It's moving into your neck and shoulders. Down, 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 down. Into your elbows, into your wrists, your hands, your fingers. You're feeling the light moving down, 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 down your spine. Into your legs, down, 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 down. Into your knees, your ankles, and down into the soles of your feet. This light is pouring through you from head to feet carrying away tensions. It is pouring out of your heart center and you are now surrounded by a golden bubble of healing light. You're floating inside that golden light. You are safe and secure and you're totally carefree. And you just know that within that golden light, only that which is of your highest good can come through. 
And I want you to imagine now there is a doorway in front of you. You can see the door, feel the door, or you may just know the door is there. In a moment, when I count to three, you will walk or float through the door. Ready? Three, two, one, we're opening the door. And you're stepping or floating inside a beautiful room. Feel this supportive energy of this beautiful place. As you start to look around, you may see wonderful things, you may hear them, or you may have just a really supported and wonderful feeling as you're in that space. And as you're there enjoying yourself, I want you to imagine that a beautiful angel or a spirit guide is floating down in front of you. You can see the guide or angel. You may feel this guide or just know that they're there. And you may have an angel there. We're just going to call that a guide for now. But whoever showed up for you today, I want you to feel their energy and the unconditional love that they have for you. And I want you to imagine that they're here to assist you today in relieving yourself of an unwanted influence. So I want you to imagine that you can think of anything that's been unpleasant. It could be stresses at work. It could be maybe relationship challenges, um, maybe some health challenges. I don't know what they are. Whatever they are, imagine that you could just reach inside yourself and you can take those out and I want you to put them right out in front of you. You're reaching in and pulling it out. And maybe you don't even know what it is, but imagine you, you can just continue to reach inside yourself and imagine that this angel or being of light is bringing out a big trash can and you're able to just put that stuff inside the trash and you're just filling the trash with all of the unwanted influences from any stresses that you're dealing with. If you've had anxiety lately or you just have had a lot of stress, just imagine you're just able to let it all go right now. And imagine that this benevolent being is helping you to release those things now so that by the time I count to three, you're going to have all of this stuff that is no longer serving you is going to go right into that trash can. Ready? One, you're continuing to reach in and pulling this stuff out. Two, further and further and further. You're moving through this. And three, you're done. And all of those items are in the trash right now. So imagine as you are noticing that, that you can also notice that there is an energetic cord and it is connecting you with all of the items in the trash. Your being of light, your guide, angel, whatever you want to call them, is now carrying a pair of golden scissors. And in a moment, when I count to three, that cord is going to be cut between you and the items in the trash. You are going to be released from these unwanted influences. On the count of three, as those scissors cut the cords. Ready? Three, two, one, cutting the cords. And that trash can is going whoosh. And your guide or angel is throwing that stuff into space, into the universe, where it is exploding into a bazillion pieces. 
and you are no longer burdened by that. There is a huge beam of healing light coming down from above. It's moving through that cut cord into your heart center, into your neck and shoulders, into your head and mind. It's moving through your legs and your arms and your neck, your jaw, your eyes, your forehead. You're getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. Brighter and 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 brighter. So light and bright. All right. You feel so wonderful. That light is filling in the space that was previously occupied by this old energy. And you feel better than ever before. So imagine now that you can thank your lovely guide for assisting you with this healing today. And they're just going to go, bye-bye, I love you. And they're going to float away. And you're going to turn and walk back through the door that you walked through, close that door behind you and go right back out to where you began. You are still surrounded by that lovely golden bubble of light. You know that within that light, that only that which is of highest good can come through. In a moment, when I count back from three, you will come back and you will feel better than you've ever felt before. Ready? Three, you are grounded, centered, and balanced. Two, you will continue to receive light and healing and energy, processing this information in your dreams tonight. So by tomorrow morning, you will be fully integrated into this new energy and awareness. Three, two, grounded, centered, and balanced. One, and we're coming back. All right, you did it. All right. So that's a simple cord cutting. It's so awesome. Anything, we don't even have to go through all that, right? I could close my eyes. I could imagine something in front of me. Let's say it's a coworker. Fine, cut the cord. Bless them, send them away. Maybe it's some traffic jam. Cut the cord, send it away. Just bringing peace, bringing harmony reducing the influences around us and trying to just bring more stability to ourselves. It's very helpful. And we'll do more of this as we continue our journey together. So meanwhile, I wanna tell you about a couple of upcoming events um, about Blast from the Past, which is coming out on December 8th. Of course, I wanna remind you, you can see new episodes of the Healing Arts Podcast every single Sunday on YouTube. There is my new YouTube address that actually has Past Life Lady in it. Very exciting. Those of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others, thank you for listening. Um, there is the main website for my show where you can find all of the links to all of the different outlets where you can hear the Healing Arts Podcast. Friday, November 19th, I'm going to be on the X Zone with Rob McConnell discussing blast from the past one of my favorite friends from the exxon canada yay i can't wait to see rob again he's back he had an accident last year and i'm so glad he's doing better i can't wait to talk to him wednesday december 8th is my release date blast from the past will be downloaded into your inbox you can join me at noon i'm gonna be out on my youtube channel youtube live talking about blast from the past and there's the link Wednesday, December 8th, that night, overnight into the night, I'm going to be talking on Coast to Coast AM with my friend George Norrie. And then on Friday, December 10th, from 8 to 9 p.m. Central, if you would go online, 
right now and pre-order Blast from the Past, or if you order it after the 8th, anytime up until Friday the 10th, you will get to come to a free seminar we're going to be doing. We will do a past life regression at that little seminar. Just email your receipt to Shelly at ShellyCare.com to receive the Zoom link. Yes, I'm old fashioned. So please email me your receipt. And I, I can't put these Zoom links out publicly. So this is going to be for, for book readers. Um, and also, I don't put any Zoom links publicly because unfortunately, we get Zoom bombed and we don't want that. So email me, order a copy of the book, come check it out. Saturday, December 11th, if you like this and you want to go through all of the exercises in the book, we will be talking more about that on the next episode of this short um series in healing art pod, arts podcast about what is in this book there's tons of exercises and i need to be able to take you through all of them so this is only 45 dollars to come to this workshop it's going to be from two to five on sunday or excuse me saturday december 11th if you can't make it that's fine guess what you can still order this and then what i will do is you will have a new online account at my healing arts school and you will be able to watch the replay at your leisure just uh, whenever you would like to watch the replay where I'm going to take you through the exercises in this book, which are very powerful, helping you identify unwanted influences from objects and all kinds of things. It's really cool. So I hope you'll come check it out. And here's Blast from the past again. We've been on a long journey and we're going to continue that journey in our next episode. So I'm excited to see you then. And so have a blessed week. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of Healing Arts. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady. <laughs>